to all our listeners out there in Prince Edward Island and listen to the wonderful sounds from the East Pointers. We're so thankful for these guys to allow us to use um, their Juno award-winning song, um, Winter Green. Um, We're so excited to have our guest with us today. I'll tell you a little bit about him first. Um, Originally from New Brunswick, started buying tuna in North Lake in 2001 opened a company called TNT Tuna in 2013, decided to move to Eastern PEI, Eastern Kings County, which we're so thankful for, and he's here permanently, we hope, and since then has built one tuna and opened the infamous Pokey Shack shop right on the Surrey Causeway, correct? And you also have, you also sell Pokey from North Lake? We do. Yes, wonderful. So, Without any further ado, of course, you know, we have Jason Tompkins. Um, We thank you for joining us today, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so we describe you as, you've described yourself as a dad, fishmonger, social entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, world traveler, jack of all trades, and at the same time trying to master a few of those trades. Just a couple, maybe. Just a couple. That's awesome. So really, tell us about your background and what led you to where you are like in your career yeah kind of a I guess a strange story I mean I grew up uh, my summer spent my summers on the end of a wharf uh, my mom's from Graham and Ann New Brunswick so my grandparents would go down and visit jigging mackerel off the end of the wharf kind of thing uh, my grandfather was a fisherman my uncle was a fisherman and I wanted nothing to do with being in the fish industry. <laughs> wow. So as a young boy, yep. you young were boy always... Grew up, yeah, grew up around it and just, you know, it was fun, you know, to go down to the end of the wharf. But, you know, I uh, I went to St. Mary's. I was going to be a commercial banker. Oh, you wow. Know, off to Wall Street and the the hustle and bustle. And I thought that's that, that was for me. Um, so and, that's interesting. And look at you now. Correct. So <laughs> it's funny. I, I was dating a girl from Nova Scotia and I was introduced to her sister's boyfriend who was a tuna so that's buyer. what brought you to PEI, well, inevitably? Or? Well, in the long run. So he was like, come and see what I do. I said, no, I've got no interest. So we hit it off. We spent about a month together. And then he went his separate ways, and I went mine. Right. And then two years later, out of the blue, my phone rings, and he goes, hey, I'm looking to hire someone. Do you want to go to Europe for the winter? And I went, of course. <laughs> so this was in fishing. It wasn't the, in banking. This was in buying tuna. Wow. So I left my, my job at the Bank of Nova Scotia in Halifax. And went to Cyprus and learned to buy fish. So we, uh, I spent 10 years working for that American company, and it was summers in North Lake. Uh, the fall, oh, so that's what brought you that's to what, That's what the brought island. me here, okay. yeah. And then fall was Cape Cod in North Carolina, and then the Spain, winters were Spain, Italy, or Cyprus. Oh, my gosh. So world traveler for sure. Yeah, so I spent the, you know, the first 10 years of my career living out of a suitcase. Oh, my gosh. So you said you never want to be in the fishing, but yet that phone call, you said yes. 
Tuna. What was li- your sense? Yeah, like- so tuna is a little bit different. Okay. Um, it's like gambling. It's like playing blackjack all day, especially back in the you know you go back fifteen or twenty years. Right. A fish could have been twenty thousand dollars. So I'd see him go and buy you know twenty fish a day or thirty fish a day. And then get on the phone and scream and yell at Japan for two hours and make forty or fifty thousand dollars. And my my mind was blown. I'm yeah. like, forget well, the banking. This yeah, is I'm like, this I'm is banking Yeah, I'm making seven hundred and sixty dollars a week at Scotia Bank, and you make that on one fish. And I'm like, maybe I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> yeah. So that opened your eyes to to the possibilities. Exactly. Right? So you know, had the opportunity to train and, and learn, um, and then you know, the opportunity came up to open my own business. Okay, cool. So this is TNT Tuna. TNT Tuna. So, okay. So what does that stand for? Nothing is really. It nothing. I mean, it, it, there's kind of a couple of things. One, it was like explosive fish. We're going to try and, and blow up the industry right, and, right. and change things a little bit. Right. Um, and then I also look at my two kids, so it's like Tompkins and Tompkins. Oh, I love so, that. Okay. So they kind of like that side of it because we don't want to talk about explosives with kids. So, right. you know, we're like, hey, you know, it's it's, it's for you guys. Yeah, so it's relatable in that way. Exactly. That's what we're kind of building towards in the future. So. Okay, cool. So it has multiple multiple markets around the world. So tell us a little bit about that. What does that mean? Because I have no clue. I know what tuna is, but other than that. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's really kind of interesting. You know, 90% of the fishermen who fish bluefin here in the island have never tried it. Okay. Um, we don't we don't typically eat it here. It's not part of our, our, our culture. Right. So, you know, historically, all, all these fish went to Japan. Um, but we've actually seen in the last four or five years the market completely turn on its head. So I, I talked. So you to, saw an opening. Correct? Absolutely, yeah. it's, it's it's even even now it's completely flipped. So you know, ten years ago, where ninety five percent of these fish would go to Japan, last year we only sent twenty five percent of our fish to Japan. Oh wow! So it, that was others were sent to other markets. Correct. So and where are those? Yes, yeah, so we're selling fifty percent of all the fish we we buy in Canada, including oh on gosh. PEI. And the reason for this is so if you look back twenty five or thirty years. The Japanese would take their families out and buy Canadian bluefin because it was like a status symbol, like owning a BMW or a Mercedes. Okay. You, ha- you were affluent. You were in a certain status. You could afford it. Okay. And now when my, like the broker I deal with in Japan, he has son, younger sons, 18, and he says, you know, do you want to go out? I've made a good living. Do you want to go out for a nice sushi dinner? And they said, no, dad, we want Burger King and KFC. Wow. But if I okay. ask my kids when we go to Charlottetown, what do you want for dinner? The number one answer is sushi. Oh my gosh. So we've seen a complete shift right. culturally. So yes. sushi is now really trendy in North America and really trendy in Europe. And the kids who grew up with it in Japan and Asia, they're like, man, we'd rather have a Whopper or a Big Mac. Wow. And I've tried your sushi bowls. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that? Or sushi donuts? Yes. Oh my gosh. They're incredible. <laughs> so anyone out there, headies to the Pokey Shack, they are absolutely delicious and fresh. So you mentioned about a market on Prince Edward Island. Can you can you name them or yeah, like where you're selling so people can absolutely. find out a bit more about it? Yeah, so and we sell direct to restaurants. Okay. So the Blue Muscle Cafe and Slaymaker and Nichols carry our product. Uh, Chef Michael Smith carries our product. Um, At the NFA Fortune? Yep. Awesome. And then we also have like uh, MRC Foods. We'll take so much per week kind of thing during the season. And then we also have our retail shop in North Lake. So we actually have groups of people get together and they make like day trips out to our shop. And, uh, you know, they might four or five in a minivan kind of thing. and like Just to try your sushi. They, no, no. They come out and buy like two and $3,000 worth of bluefin. Oh, my god! To bring home and have in their freezer because what they do, they're, they're creating buying groups on Facebook. Okay. So they say. With gr- your product, with. 
with our product. North Lake Tuna. Absolutely. So they'll say, okay, we're going to go up to North Lake and make a run. Who wants some? And everyone puts in their order and they come out and they, and they buy it for everybody and bring it back to Charlottetown and hand it out. That's so, so neat. So it's really amazing to see the innovation that people are using social media for to, to increase their buying power. Yeah, and it's great for you. Absolutely. They're coming, your stock is flying out. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's neat. So although COVID, we're coming, coming to the endemic, hopefully. So in 2020, One Tuna joined the effort in the fight against COVID-19 um, with um, an agreement through Health PEI or something like that. But with, um, so you provided freezers to store the vaccines. How did that come about or what was that partnership like? Yeah, it was just kind of random to be honest. Yeah. Um, we were just finishing up our season. I had just gotten back from Canso. It was about the you know third week of December, just before Christmas. And we were all kind of in that, we don't know what's going on stage. Mm-hmm. Everyone was kind of, are they gonna have a vaccine? What's that gonna mean? And we saw the press release come out uh, Pfizer was, I think, the first one approved in yes. Canada. Yep. And it said it needs to be held at minus 80. And, of course, we have four minus 80 super freezers sitting in our shop in North Lake. And it's not a typical freezer. It's not no. something you go down to, you know, Leon's and pick up. Right. Um, so when we saw that, you know, immediately just we, we just went, well, you know, we knew we had just gotten two in that September and they were about 15 weeks late arriving. We were supposed to have them before the season started. Okay. And they didn't get there till about Labor Day. Right. And we're like, we know how hard these are to get when Because no- you waited so long. When nobody wants them. Right. Right. Yes. What's going to happen now that every single health authority across the world needs minus 80 for this vaccine? Wow. Um, so we decided to send an email out to Heather Morrison's office okay. and just say, hey, you know, don't know if you need these or not, but we've got them. Yeah. Um, and, and at that point, they hadn't been used. Or was there stock in no, them? No, at, or what? at, at that right. point, nobody no. had a clue. Right. Um, everyone just kind of got the notice and went, what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, and we, we sent the same offer out to New Brunswick as well. Um, we figured, you know, we didn't know how many each province would right. need, but we right. figured we'd try and help. Um, so, so what was the response? Yeah, so they emailed us back and they're like, hey, can we chat? Wow. <laughs> um, so they gave us a call and they're like, you know, can you give us a serial number, model? We need to see if this is... Up to standard. Up, yeah, is it medical grade? Like, can we use this to actually hold this? And we buy from uh, a scientific company that produces them. You so would they, need to, right? Yeah, so yeah. they were up to snuff. And they're like, yeah, do you mind if we borrow these? Oh my gosh. So they had put in an order for their own freezers, but of course the, the lead time was huge. Yeah. So they sent out a truck and picked them up and into Charlottetown Hospital they went to, to hold them. Did you get them. them back? I did. You did? Okay, yeah. good. PEI was very good so cool, about returning them. New Brunswick was a little late. <laughs> okay, but so so two went to... Two, yeah, two went to Moncton and two went to Charlottetown. Okay. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, you know, we're it's our off season. You know, a lot of people right. said, you know, did you you know, did you feel you needed to do the, it, it's anybody would have done it. Yeah. Um, we had the availability, they weren't in use. You know, and of course, just like everybody else, the sooner this gets back to normal, absolutely, the better it is. We yep. travel for work. We we fly our fish around the world. You know, the cost of everything. Like we're looking for for this to get back as soon as normal. So the the faster we can help do that, right. the the happier we. What were. a great support! That's awesome. Um, I remember hearing about that in a, in a news article, actually. So that's great. Thanks for doing that. I'm oh. sure the province appreciates that. Absolutely. So you talked about customers around the world, your markets. Talk about your talk about them like um you don't have to use names or whatever but what's most interesting about your 
your clients, your customers? Yeah, so we kind of go, it's strange because we're one of the, I guess, the newer companies on the block when it comes to tuna, um, but we really- You're breaking the way, really. Well, well, and we really go old school. Um, One thing that I was always taught um, is that customer relationships are key. Um, So even like outside, like the other day, like we're not in season right now. Our season doesn't start until the middle of July. That's why we have you here right now. We could get you. Correct. (laughs) And you know, like I'm on my, I'm on the phone with one of my customers in Ontario and we're talking about his, his daughter's wedding. Um, you know, so it's much more than business for you, Jason. Absolutely. Right. Um, like we know, like, if, like when I go to Toronto, we've got, you know, four different guys that we're having dinner with. Um, and it's just part of, uh, you know, when they come here, we get them out on a boat, they go and catch a fish, they get to take it home with them. Right. Um, it's a, it's a full circle. It's not just a, oh, hey, I'm going to, you know, sell you fish for, for 10 weeks and then not talk to you again. So right. we really try and stay in touch with a lot of Building our Building relationships. Absolutely. All over the world. Well, and because that way... It's not just about money or not just about the fish. We have a partner. Right. I want to make sure that they do well and they want to make sure that I do well. Yes. So that when we, you know, when I call with the fish, we don't argue over price. They know that I need to get the best price for my fishermen and they know that I'm going to try. They know your quality. Absolutely. And that we're going to try and give them the best deal that we can so that they can make a little bit because everybody's got to eat, right? Right. So it just really kind of flows both ways. Okay. That's awesome. So it's all about relationship, really. It's not necessarily about the bottom dollar. Absolutely. uh, Just name drop some different customers. Where in the world are you doing business? Yeah. So we're shipping all over North America. So, you know, East Coast to West Coast of Canada and the United States. Um, we shipped to the UK, to the Netherlands, Germany, Spain, Italy, Portugal. We shipped to South Korea. We shipped to Japan. And of course, we're, we're looking at, at opening new markets all the time. Right. So, yep. so you're open to that. So that's, I had no idea, the global effect of, of your business. So I remember when Jason Tompkins moved into the neighborhood, your neighbor of mine. I am. Yes. yes. Just up the road. Yes. So... People thought, oh, who is this guy? What's he? What's his plan? So tell us something interesting that people may not know about you or... Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, most of it's kind of out there. Um, you know, and like you kind of said in the intro now, it's just being a dad and, and being a fishmonger and, and getting to spend as much time across the street at the beach as possible. Um, but I guess things that people don't know, growing up, um, I grew up racing snowmobiles. Did which you? Which is kind of odd. Uh, my they fa- do that in New Zealand up here. Yeah, my, my my father was the president of the of the Ra- snowmobile racing association in New Brunswick. Okay. Um, so he used to run races all up and down New Brunswick and into Maine. And so it was a big thing. Every weekend, every weekend wow. we were gone somewhere. So my mother did all the the like the payouts and the registration fees, and my father ran the races. And of course, us as little kids were running around between all these thousand horsepower machines going you know holding our ears so they didn't blow off (laughs) and then as of course I got into high school um, I started racing as well Um, so it was just kind of something that you know we see it a little bit here but not like we did there we don't even see it back home is it still going on not like it used to it used to be a big to do you know there was maybe four or five hundred machines show up all over yeah yeah. it was a traveling circus so what i want to know does jason tompkins have time for a snowmobile now i I, do you own one i do own two okay um i i got rid of all of the fast ones i bought two slow ones um, okay that are much more reliable and that's because my kids like to go right um so we're extremely extremely busy 
um, from June until about December. Right. That's so our, that gives you some time. For correct. Your... So we're off in the winter. I mean, we're right now we're building tuna boxes. Um, we bought the the uh, old distillery in Hermanville and have turned that into a tuna box factory. Yeah. Um, so that's you'll be shipping your product in your own boxes. Yeah, we're making our own boxes wow. because the boxes we used to buy are no longer available due to the supply chain issues. Right. There's no cardboard. Wow. So we're making them out of styrofoam and shipping them those. And so that's under the scope of TNT. That's all kind it's a, of... It's, it's a, a separate uh, company, okay. but yeah, all, all within the family. Right. Okay. Yeah. So am I right to say that you sp- spent most of your time on the wharf and not in a boat? Or have you ever operated or fought a tuna or anything like that? I, I have caught a tuna. Okay. Um, and I have spent some time in a boat. Okay. Um, but during the season, I need to be on the wharf. Right. It's funny because a lot of guys invite me out and they're like, hey, why don't you come out with us today and get one? And I said, I'd really love to. But there are 40 boats on the water today who are all trying to get one. and Your they feet all, and need they, to be there. Well, and they all expect to see my face if they get one and come in. Right. So it's really, really hard. So usually I have a chance every year to get out and cancel. Okay, good. Um, so when we, we when you finish up the PEI season, I go down to cancel. Um, and there it's a, it's a little bit slower pace. There's less boats. Um, the weather's kind of crappy. It's December. Okay. Um, so I, I try to slip out when I know it's going to be a, a slow day. Right. Um, not always best for the seasickness, um, but yeah. it's uh, it, it's it's great to get so out. So you'd rather be on the wharf. It's my love. It's your love. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we can see that as as you build your business. So I'm sure through the process of building TNT, there's points or moments that things didn't go as planned. <laughs> yep. Can you describe? one or two things or what you've yeah, learned I mean, through this process? So, I mean, there's a lot, something during the season, something goes wrong almost every day. And we could, we could find lots of examples. I'll give you one last year. So we had, we had, we had met a new customer. We had a customer fly over from Barcelona. They're very excited to, to buy Canadian tuna. Um, so we agreed to, to send them a shipment. It was our first shipment to this particular customer. Um, so we, we sent the fish off to Halifax. And from Halifax, they would go to Toronto and then to Madrid. And Air Canada had a breakdown in Toronto on their Madrid flight. So they canceled that flight. And without calling us, they said, oh, we'll just put them on the flight to Portugal. That's pretty close. Oh, no. So they sent these three fish on the flight to Portugal. It wasn't just one. It was three. It was three fish. Oh, gosh. Okay. And they sent them to Portugal. And unfortunately, the way that the EU works is as soon as anything, whether it's beef or chicken or fish. Whatever product As soon as it lands, it needs to be inspected by a a health officer. Mm -hmm. But there needs to be forms. Oh, yes. Lots and lots. So we had all the paperwork ready for Madrid. And we had our, our people waiting in Madrid for these fish that never showed up. So Air Canada got them in Portugal and put them on a truck and took them to Madrid without clearing them through customs. Oh, so how far is that? uh, It's a good six hour, seven hour drive. So your product has been delayed and it's been delayed. So we're we're almost a day late at this point. And at this point you had no idea where it was going. No clue. All I knew is it was on its way to Portugal. So it gets to Madrid and Madrid said, Oh, where's the, where's the certificate that they inspected it? And they said, sorry that they didn't inspect it. They said, well, you have two options. One, you can send it back to Portugal, get it inspected, and then bring it back here, or we can send it off to the incinerator. What would you like to do? Three fish. (laughs) Three fish. Don't tell me. Three fish off to the incinerator, because by the time they would have gone back and then returned, they they wouldn't have passed the inspection. So you lost out on that? 
We had to put in a claim with okay. Air Canada. I actually got the check yesterday. <laughs> and this was from when? This was from August of last year. Oh my gosh, Jason. Yeah, so $15,000 just lit on fire. So those are the kinds of things that can go wrong because obviously not only do I have to explain to the customer in Barcelona, yes. sorry, our very first shipment ever isn't going to be here. Please tell everyone, you know, we apologize. But then I've got to call three captains and yes. be like, hey, guys, remember that fish that we were sending to Europe? Um, yeah, well, it's on fire right now. There's so many levels. <laughs> Absolutely. Of so apologies. No, of course. Yeah. Wow. And it's no one's fault. You know, no, no one did anything wrong minus Air Canada. Um, but that's really hard to explain to everyone. Yes. So, so we, did you send three more? Oh, absolutely. Right, we had, we ended, yeah, we, had, we ended up seven, sending them 17 more shipments over the next six weeks. Okay. So, so they, that, they that relationship wasn't broken or whatever. It was kind of out of your control. It was, they, they understood. Yes. There, anyone who's in the business and, and dealing in logistics understands. Right. Um, it's really hard for the fishermen to understand that, you know, they only get maybe two fish a year. Yeah. And one of them is now in an incinerator in Madrid. That's a really tough, you know, tough conversation yes. to have. So we go out and we pay the fishermen anyway. And then we hope. So you're waiting to get that. Absolutely. Like I said, the, the, the check came in yesterday. So. Uh, it takes, it's a long, it's a long process, um, but Air Canada, you know, uh, to their, to their benefit, they, they admitted that they were wrong right? and, uh, and did come good for it, but it just took a long time. Wow. So. I'm glad it and worked that, out. And, you but... know, and that's a Thursday during the tuna season. Oh my gosh. One day. <laughs> One day. Sounds so fun. Really, doesn't it? It, it, it makes my hair go gray. Yes, I bet. <laughs> so in saying all that and the hardships that you're, you know, you take day by day and the, the good parts too I'm sure if so if you could turn back time what would Jason Tompkins tell his 18 year old self I don't know if I'd tell my 18 year old self anything because he probably wouldn't have listened right and uh, at that point you weren't wanting to be no in that, the industry yeah, whatsoever eight, 18 I was living in downtown Halifax and I was just graduating just graduating mm. going to St. Mary's and you know, I none was, of this in your no. You know, I was majoring in Alexander Keith's and minoring in Xbox, and <laughs> you know uh, that you know, eighteen years old. It's you know, twenty-five year old. He might have listened, right? You know, and if if I was going to talk to my twenty-five year old self, it's probably start saving money a lot earlier, right? Um, it's a lot harder to build RRSPs and things like that at forty than it is at twenty-five. Yes. Um, so get your life insurance, get all that. Yeah, and, just right? get it together a little bit earlier. Right. Yeah. Ask some questions. No, that's good. So you live in rural PEI. You mm -hmm. work um, in rural PEI. Were there any drawbacks? Drawbacks? Like um, living in the same community and working, was it hard to... Um, it is and it isn't. I think, you know, it forces me... And it's not even force. It's 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 the way we built our business. You know, my competitors who are from the U.S. They come in, they buy, and they leave. Right. Um, and there's no responsibility to the community. There's no responsibility to the fishermen. Mm -hmm. You know, if I buy a fish from a neighbor, because they're all neighbors, really. Right. Um, you know, and and it does it it gets incinerated or something bad happens. You know, if the deal I, doesn't go as planned. Well, you know, even if you return them a poor price, you know, I've got to see them at the rink, and I've got to mm -hmm. see them at the bank, and I've got to see them at the grocery store. So there, there's a you know. Every single fish that comes in, we know who that person is, literally. Right. Um, so there's a different level of responsibility that I feel 
Yeah, for Every sure. time we sell a fish, because I know them. Yeah, they could be your neighbor, right? C- correct. These are all guys who have chosen to support my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's no running, there's no hiding, there's no going back to wherever I'm from and, and not having to, to worry about that. Right. Um, so I think that actually, you know, it, it, it really helps in a way because it, you know, it keeps me honest. It drives me on every single sale right. to, to try and do better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the upsides are great quality of life. It's beautiful. Uh, you know, where we live, Lori, it's yeah, awesome. It is. You know, I couldn't, you know, I, I, my kids, do you want them to grow up in downtown Halifax or in Kingsborough? I mean, right. I'll choose Kingsborough every day of the week. Yes. Um, they yep. go to a great school and have great teachers mm-hmm. and, you know, all these things are really wonderful. The drawbacks, well, you know, we don't have as many choices with, with restaurants maybe or yep. shopping. Exactly. Um, but you know, I can go to town or I can go online. Yeah. Um, you know, you we, make it work. Well, we couldn't get sushi, so we started serving sushi in Surrey. There so, you go. You know, there's there's no excuses. And I see your Facebook, and you serve up some delicious looking meals. They're they're not bad. Yeah, yeah they're we, very attractive. Well, and we we kind of figured, you know, if we want it, there was nowhere to buy what we wanted to eat. Right. So we started making it. Yeah. And everyone said we were crazy. I remember when we first opened the Poke Shack, people would come and look inside, but they wouldn't come in. Right. They just look, and I'm like, "It's okay, you can come in. They're not going to bite." I know people addicted to yeah. the pokey, poke <laughs> well, bowls. The first year, I, you know, people like we, I don't, we don't think we'd like this. And I said, "Well, you try it, and if you don't like it, come back, and I'll give you your money back." And they're like, "Really?" I said, "Sure, just just give it a try." And they'd go and try it and come back, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's so good! Can I order some more?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I'm like, they're "Absolutely, hooked. yeah." So okay, tell us about your poke bowls. What what kinds do you offer? You have chicken. Yeah, yeah, chicken, shrimp, snow crab, lobster, tuna, and a, like a California, um, right. which would be like an imitation crab. Those are kind of our standards. And then every once in a while, we try and throw in something a little different, maybe whatever's in season, right? some salmon or some scallop or, mm-hmm. or what have you. So if people don't have the palate for sushi or the, like the tuna, there's other options there that they yeah, can so get. Tuna is the only one that's raw. Right. Right. Yes, so everything yeah. else would be cooked. Our shrimp, lobster, snow right. crab, that's all cooked. Right. Um, and really if people don't know what a poke bowl is, it's uh, it's yeah, some sushi us. rice, it's a salad, and then your choice of seafood. Mm-hmm. Um, and delicious so sauces. And then we do some homemade sauces. Mm-hmm. So Kara's a, a whiz with the sauces. She is. And, uh, and Trudy is there with a smile on her face to help anybody yeah, who walks Yeah, great customer service. Absolutely. Yeah. So, no, that's great. Um, you know, it's just something a little different. And then last year we actually started serving takeout sushi there as well. Um, so Kara and Rebecca were making, you know, 25 or 30 trays of sushi every morning. And, uh, and we were sold out most days by one or two in the afternoon. So Wow. When do you plan on opening? Uh, season, it's you know? usually right around June 1st, whatever June 1st, that Friday, right. maybe right. end of May, beginning of June. Right. Um, kind of once it's warm enough. Yeah, to yeah. be in the to be in the shack. Yeah, they're, they're not well insulated. No, so. yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, People look forward to that. Yeah, no, I think we are too. So. Yeah. So if you had a choice of one dinner guest at your home, who would it be? One what would dinner. you ask? Yeah, I'd probably pick my grandfather. Um, okay. Just because... He passed when I was in high school. Okay. Um, and he was always, for the time that I spent uh, down there with him, they had a guest house. Um, so he was... Was this in New Brunswick? In, in, yes, in okay. Graham and Ann. Right. Uh, so I'd go down there for my summers and he was always kind of teaching me the right things to do. Um, you know, He was wise. Yeah, the- and just wanted, wanted to pass that on. Um, right. And we didn't have as much opportunity for me to kind of soak up as much of that as I should have right. or could have. Right. Um, so I think, you know, if I had the chance, bring him to supper and just kind of 
sit back Try, and listen. What would you listen. serve? Sushi, of course. Uh, no, no. <laughs> he uh, wouldn't like that? No, for him it'd be uh, it'd be homemade brown bread and homemade beans. Okay. That, that was his favorite meal. Yes. And that and The Price is Right. So yep. we'd have The Price is Right on in the background. Oh, that's and, fantastic. Uh, and some homemade beans and we'd be good. What would you ask him? I just, I think I'd listen. You yeah. know, that was the problem when you're when you're 15 mm-hmm. and 16, you don't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one day we were coming home from the pool and there was a lady friend that I was kind of interested in at the time. And he said, you know, when you're walking down the road with her, you make sure you're on the outside in case anyone ever swerves. Oh. It's just little things like that, right. that that as a 15-year-old, I had no clue. Yeah. And that was just, you know, and you don't think of it at the time, but thinking back, he's trying to impart. He was teaching you all he, the way. He was teaching me along the way. Yeah. So it'd be really nice just to kind of sit back and, and you know, give him, give him the mic, so to speak. Yes. And listen, what, yeah. you know, what, else, what else do you have to say? Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, that's a great, great guest to have. So... In your life, in your career, who has really helped you along the way? Who made the difference? Is there someone that sticks out? Wow. Um, I think when you do as much as we've done in a, a short period of time, there's a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously you go back to your parents and things like that. Right. Um, you know, I look at people who have really been supportive along the way. Um, you know, starting your own company in, in a business like this – a lot of people said, don't do it or you can't do it. Right. Um, you know, so I look back to guys like, you know, like Bob Miller and Roger O'Neill, who are always like, of course you can do it. You, mm-hmm. can, you can do anything. Um, so, you know, that kind of support. And then, you know, you look to some of the fishermen. Um, you know, I, I didn't think this is something that guys would want to support me in, not being from here originally and things like that. And guys like Ian Kennedy and Ian Goche, and they're like, you know, yeah, yeah, come back. We, we want you to do this. Wonderful. You know, we, we trust you. Right. And, they, and they've trusted me with their fish. Um, you know, and then we look at people like, you know, Martina and Helen and Kathleen Townsend and, and the local supportive Community, crew around here. The organizations here. are fantastic. Listen, without them, I wouldn't be here either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and not just, you know, not just the, the help they've given, but, the, you know, just the support. Right. Um, you know, like I can pick up, the, the, you know, I have their cell phone numbers. You can yeah. call them at You would o'clock. not have that in any other place, Absolutely right? Absolutely not. And, no. you know, to be able to pick up their, the phone and call, call Martina or call Kathleen or Helen and be like, hey, you know, I've got this in mind or this is something that... You know, I want to. There's wanna... never a stupid question, is there? No, and, it, no. And, and the thing is, even if it sounds ridiculous, which a lot of my ideas do in the beginning, you they're know, probably like, "Oh, Jason." Well, it, not no. If anything, they're like, "Well, let's let's, <laughs> let's actually sit down and see if you can do this, right? And and how we can help you right. do this." Um, so you know, there, there's all kinds of support in in different ways that you just you know you, you talk about living in a rural area. But that's the benefit. Yes. You know everybody, the networking that happens, mm-hmm. um, you know, the people that you can call on or draw on when you need them, they're all right here. Right. And really on this main street, it's Skills, CBDC, Rural Action Center, the Chamber. It's all a lot of connections Absol- just on one street. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great. So a few wrap-up, rapid-fire questions for okay. you. Most used app on your phone. Oh, probably Facebook. Facebook? Yeah. Ooh, Facebook junkie. Well, and I've got my businesses on there as well. Okay, so, so you're always interacting with Always something, yes. Right. Biggest pet peeve? People being late. People being late. Mm-hmm. Love it. Favorite quote? Uh, Can favorite, you recall Favorite recall quote one? is, yeah, from myself, it's uh, no crying during tuna season. No crying. <laughs> we tell that to our staff, to our fishermen, to our logistics people. Do you everybody. tell that to Kara and your kids? A- absolutely. You do? My kids, absolutely. They, they, you ask them what goes on during tuna season, no crying. 
So that's what our tagline will be for this podcast, no crying during tuna <laughs> season. Absolutely. Okay, so as we know, as many people in PEI know, North Shore Chase Ace is up over 900000 Yep. What would Jason Tompkins do with that? Where would you spend it? If you won, wouldn't that be exciting? It would be. I mean, you know, the 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 forty three year old me says I'd invest it and put it into okay. put it into my retirement savings. Um, but to be honest, I'd probably I'd like to buy you know whether it be a a, a cottage or a townhouse or, or a, an apartment, a or place s- to unplug. Yeah, or... some somewhere warm. Right. Um, I love the summers here. The winters, and don't be wrong, I like to snowmobile and get out a little bit. Right. But where would while, where would you buy it? I don't know. Somewhere in the Caribbean, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. The Mediterranean sounds nice sometimes. Oh, it does. Uh, well, let's I'm, hope you win. I'm not picky. No, just, right? just somewhere warm. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, and you have and, a lot of money to yeah, go. Yeah, you guys right? come come and visit whenever yes, you want. Right. <laughs> so, future plans for Jason, Kara, yeah, Pokey, yeah, TNT. I, what does that look like? Yes, I mean we're always getting ready for the season. Um, in the short term, Kara and I have actually been invited to go with the province and the country to the Barcelona Seafood Show. Wonderful. So we're headed uh, headed over to Barcelona for ten days uh, to meet with customers and. And when is that happening? That's April twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty eighth. Yeah, so it's like thirty thousand exhibitors. It's the largest seafood show in the world. So to be at, wow. yeah, we're the only tuna company that was invited. Um, That's so exciting. We're, yeah, really, really good to kind of meet with all of our our current customers and to open up yeah. new new channels. So we're really excited about that. Um, you know, besides that, it's just getting getting ready. Right. Uh, we're we're so busy with between the restaurants and tuna and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're building boxes every day now, so just just kind of getting ready. Right. Care and maintenance of the trucks. You know, making yes. sure that the plant's ready to go and all that little stuff. So many details. Trying to find employees to yeah. fill all the positions. Tell position. us about that. Has that been a challenge, or it, are you looking for people currently? Absolutely, or? we're looking to uh, we're looking to hire a cook in North okay. Lake. Okay. Um, it's a pretty simple menu. We can train. Okay. Um, um, you know, where I think it's $18 an hour plus tips to start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we just hired someone uh, in our, our Hermanville facility. And uh, we thought we were going to have to hire someone for North Lake, but he actually came back. So that was good. But we're always, always looking. Right. So I think we're looking for a part-timer in Surrey as well. Okay, at, at the Poke Shack. Yep. So... If people are interested, where can they find you online? Where are all your companies at? Why yeah, you- so you can find us on, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so we're under the Poke Shack. Um, on Instagram, we're under One Tuna. Right. Um, you can find us under TNT is probably our most active uh, Facebook. Facebook page. No wonder your most used app is Facebook. Yeah, then, yeah like we're you said. all over the place. So yeah, or uh, or feel free, just uh, you know, give us a call or, or stop by one of the uh, shops. Wonderful. So we wish you well. Um, in your upcoming season. And we thank you so much for taking the opportunity to speak with the Chamber today. Um, as one of our members, um, we are we are thankful for your success and that you've built this business um, right here in our backyard. No, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks.